Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll have Josh Centers, the managing editor from Tidbits. We'll also hear from Rob Chevelle, who will tell us about Facebook's new tracking policy, What Do They Know About You? We'll also hear from Bob Levitas, Dr. Mac. Lots more to come on the Tech Night Out Live. (laughs) Now, before we got started, I was asking Josh Centers about what free email system he uses. And I think like most people, he just picks something and sticks with it. So you use Gmail. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not in love with it. I've been a Gmail user since the beta back in like what 2005 or so. You, you know, I mean, I have all the free services. It's it's the best. Uh, I have misgivings um, about the interface and about um, some of Google's business practices. But at the same time, like anytime I've looked into moving to something like fast mail, where you, you know you pay for it and you have a presumption of privacy. It's just too much of a pain, and Gmail has um, so much compatibility with different apps, and it has um, you know all kinds of different features that you just don't find in um, another service. So yeah, I just that's why I end up sticking with it. Ever hear of Zoho Mail? Yeah, because they offer five gigabytes, which is a third of what Gmail offers, but it's a much more accessible interface, at least to me. And you can also bring your domain over. I use AirMail for Mac with Gmail, and uh, it's like $2 in the Mac App Store. And in fact, I think it may be on sale for a dollar. Um, and it, it's a, a really good email client, much better than the one Apple ships, and it's just ridiculously cheap. So if you're frustrated with Gmail, then uh, I would give AirMail a shot, at least on the desktop. I find their online interface, Gmails, to be awful. It's a complete mess. You've got loads of features that nobody cares about. And I think if you compare them, well, for example, Outlook.com, I think it's so minimalist you may wish for more features, but Apple is the same way. And Apple has some other problems too, like, for example, I was running into a situation where I wasn't getting mail. And the reason is Apple has a higher tier spam protection. Mm -hmm. So something that's considered high spam or excessive spam. You don't see it. It's not in your junk box. It's hidden away. You literally have to contact Apple and persuade them to whitelist a false positive. Mm-hmm. Isn't that silly? Yeah, a lot of people have had that problem. And that's one of the reasons why I don't use um, the iCloud email service. You know, I'm all for spam filtering, and that's something that Gmail does really well. But I have to have some kind of control over it. I at least have to have a box that I can check, you know, on a semi-irregular uh, basis where you know, I can see what's being filtered out. Because occasionally, I will get something important trapped in a spam filter. And um, if, you know, if you're familiar with uh, Doug Adams, who writes um, a lot of great Apple scripts, he's, he's done some custom work for us for yeah, a while. Yeah, I, I heard about this. Tell our listeners. Yeah, I, I think it was the term Doug scripts was being uh, automatically filtered by iCloud email. So <laughs> he just stopped receiving email and, and didn't know what was going on. But, oh, yeah, they... Someone at Apple just decided to filter it unilaterally, and it, and it finally got fixed. But it's a problem that shouldn't happen in the first place. And when they filter these emails, uh, they don't go anywhere. They just you know fall into a black hole, and and you don't know, you never know that you didn't get them. <laughs> I had to go to the second tier of Apple support to find this out, and to find out they could control it. But 
that's fine if you know you're getting email from somebody. But if you don't know you're getting the email and they're blocking it, you could lose a customer. You could lose business. You could lose money. Yeah. Well, you know, and th- that makes it completely unusable for me. And, and, you know, in theory, I'd like to use iCloud email. You know, it has the built-in push notifications for iOS. I use the Gmail app on the iPhone, and uh, maybe it'll get better in iOS 8, but, like, right now the, the experience isn't isn't great. I mean, it's okay. You know, I, I have all the solutions I've tried. It's it's the, the least awful. But, um, I, you know, I, I mean, yeah, in theory, I'd love to use Apple's mail solution, but it just, uh, just isn't for me. I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with all email systems. I've tried AirMail, and I think the problem is that it doesn't match what I want to do. So I have it. I watch the updates. I see they are making a lot of changes, and one day I'll wake up and say, that's good. I've tried Microsoft's Outlook for the Mac. I've tried it, and my problem with it is that it's slow as the devil when it does work. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it's inscrutable about organizing your email boxes. And I don't want to deal with it. I'm hoping that maybe this next office for the Mac, I think there's supposed to be one later this year, will fix the issues. But right now I find it unusable. Thunderbird, I don't know, it's fast, but it doesn't sort things the way I want them to. It's. I guess I got used to Apple Mail early on, and it is flawed, but... Everything else does something worse. So I stick with it. Not because it's great, but because it's the best of all the ones that exist, even though it's very imperfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, G- Gmail, I- I'm just kind of I've stuck with. It's free. It-, it does what I need. It's reliable. I mean, you, you know, when Gmail goes down, it's-, it's, a- it's a headline, right? Like people start panicking when Gmail goes, like the rare occasion Gmail goes down. So, I mean, you know, in those senses, yeah, it it works okay. Just just email in general just kind of stinks, and and you don't realize how bad it stinks until you get in a position where you're receiving a lot of it, and uh, and it's just a very old protocol. And you know, hopefully something better will come around. But at the same time, you know, I mean, email's been around since the '60s, right? You know, and it's one of the the uh, pervasive technologies of the of the internet. Um, you know, even maybe the core technology of the internet. You know, the the killer app. So, um, <laughs> unfortunately, you, you know, uh, the last uh, real big e- update to email, you know, that most people are aware of is IMAP, which, you know, happened in the late 80s. And, and a ton, not a lot has happened since. I mean, yeah, you've had um, Outlook and all that. But, um, you know, unfortunately, open standards aren't really the thing anymore. Now people want to have their own proprietary services like Twitter and Facebook and, uh, you know, so. Uh, you know, that's the one advantage email still has. It is an open standard, but it's also uh, not aging particularly well. Now, IMAP, for our listeners' sake, is it's storing your messages on the server. So in theory, they remain in sync no matter what device you use. The problem is here is that for it to work, you've got this clumsy process where you're supposed to map your key folders on your computer with your email client to IMAP. So sent inbox, drafts, junk. You have to map them. They don't do it automatically. You know, they're too stupid to look on the server and say, oh, you got something called sent or sent items. I'll put the sent and map it to that. Well, Microsoft's Outlook does that. Apple doesn't. You have to do it manually. So this is dumb. So what happens is that you think your messages are being synced. 
on the server. You send something and it doesn't go to the server. It's sent out. But why isn't it synced? Because you didn't manually map. Use the feature, use this mailbox for in Apple Mail. You didn't manually map the sent box on your Mac to the one on the server. Isn't that dumb? Yeah. It's, uh, well, like I said, it's, it hasn't aged well. <laughs> but that's part of the email client. The email client should be smart enough to, when setting up your email, look at the way the messages are labeled. Because they're all going to fall in a consistent way. If it doesn't call it junk, it'll call it spam. Or bulk mail, which is what GoDaddy used to use. Trash is always trash, except when it's deleted messages. Sent is either sent or sent items. Inbox is always inbox. How can they not know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, uh, I, I just think the core issue is that it's, it's such a woefully outdated um, technology um, that that's just you know because it's an open standard it's lasted for so long but you know um, like spam it's like spam is uh, you know this huge enormous problem and it makes email almost unusable and we have all these patches and workarounds for it you know and that's another reason I stick to Gmail because they have um, such a great spam filter but um, even that can be over aggressive at times and it's uh, <laughs> I'll tell you about aggressive in a okay. second okay. Josh Centers joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. 
protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from ProFlowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to ProFlowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's ProFlowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P-L-O-W. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Briefly, I tried Fuse Mail as an email package because we need a really good email package. We can get the email on our web server, but I wanted something separate. So if something goes down on the server, I still have my mail. You know, say hackers do one of these traffic attacks on my server and it brings it down. My email doesn't stop. So I tried Fuse Mail, and what it does is it flags about 90% of your unknown messages as spam, even if it's from a known place like Amazon. So you have to sit there and spend endless amounts of time flagging the false positives. Doesn't that sound like a drag? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, that's one of the problems with emails. There's so much manual management you have to do. Um, and, and, and you know, we're seeing a move away from that in almost everything else, right? Like, for instance, um, I think part of the reason why streaming music is so popular, at least the reason I tend to use it over, say, iTunes, is that I don't have to um, manage files. I don't have to manage metadata. Um, you know, the same thing with, you know, buying, you know, streaming movies from iTunes or, you know, using Netflix. You don't have to juggle files in your hard drive. You don't have to label things. You don't have to sort things. Um, you know, that's the direction Apple's going with photos now. They're going to store the photos in the cloud and presumably have all kinds of automatic ways of sorting them. And, you know, be up here we are with email <laughs> the, the way, it, you know, the way it's been for 20 years now. And, you know, yeah, you can do some automatic stuff. But, you know, for the most part, you have to set it up yourself. Um, and that's one advantage Gmail has if you choose to use the web client, which I don't. But it has those 
um, separate inboxes, which which are handy, you know, for um, email lazy people like me. Um, it has a more or less automatic spam filter, but even then, you know, they're they're still applying lipstick to a pig. It, <laughs> you know, but I don't know what the solution is. It's one of those things people have talked about for a long time. Hey, email's kind of broken. Uh, we should do something to fix it. But uh, you know, nothing's came out yet that's. Uh, that works as well, you know, because the one advantage and the biggest disadvantage of email is that anybody can talk to anybody. You don't have to be on the same network. You don't have to be logged in the same service. Um, it's completely federated, you know, and on one hand, yeah, that means uh, people can send a message to whoever. It also means um, all this spam, all this junk uh, rolling through the system. Well, you know, I kind of think what would have to happen here is for a working committee consisting of Apple, Microsoft, Google, Yahoo, all the big players in email to sit down and work out a system that would be an industry standard, easy to adapt to, and would be open source so all the open source solutions could be working with it. And look at the problems and look for solutions because, as you said, probably the best email system right now is IMAP, which is, what, 25 years old. Mm -hmm. That's absurd. Yeah. But, but at the same time, these companies aren't going to do that because, you know, where's the uh, where's the revenue model in that? Where's the profit in that? And there really isn't one. There, there's no money in making email better other than, you know, a client that you can, um, you know, sell to users or, you know, sell the company to some kind of venture capital firm or like a big place like uh, Google. So um, that's why the problem doesn't get solved. There's there's not enough money in it. Which, which is crazy when you think about it because, I mean, <laughs> it's it's one of the core, like, I mean, it, like, business lives and dies by email these days. So it's just interesting how no one's really um, came up with a, a great solution. Well, that explains, for example, why open source in general is a problem. Look, for example, at the security situation where we had OpenSSL, which is this web feature that's, you know, on every server or most servers, and it had this bug called Heartbleed. And it existed there for a couple of years before it being discovered because it turned out that OpenSSL was being maintained by one or two people in their spare time. And this is something, a utility that's required for security. It's being used on hundreds of millions of websites, but two people were working on it. <laughs> yeah, And nobody was putting money into it. Finally, they are agreeing to put a little money into it. So you have a situation here where you say, hey, let's have open source. Well, the problem with open source is you need to organize if you're going to have something that affects an entire industry. As soon as you organize, it's going to cost money. You have to put money into it. You have to agree on a central set of standards, which they do. But we run into situations where little nooks and crannies are not being properly maintained. And look what happens. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's something I, I wish these companies, instead of trying to slit each other's throats, would work more together on. Um, and you're seeing some of that um, in, in the privacy front with this, this NSA business. But um, the, uh, uh, but I mean, yeah, you know, there's all these core technologies that everyone depends upon, and open SSL is definitely one of those, right? You know, email is another one. You know, yeah, open source is great in theory, but the fact is, you know, people need to get paid for their work, and um, you know, because you know, people have to put food on the table. Developers, you know, have to eat; their kids have to eat, and, and it kind of blew my mind with OpenSSL because there's only, like you said, there's only two people working on it. You know, one of the most important technologies in the developed world, <laughs> and and we had two people 
pinking away at it. You would think that even Mick Romney, with all the hundreds of millions of dollars he's hiding somewhere, could have fixed it. What about Apple with $150 billion of free cash? Why couldn't they assign a couple of people to fix open SSL and say, we're giving it back to the community? Yeah, or, or even like create their own solution you have to license. You know, I mean, I, I guess for Apple, it'll probably be a focus thing, right? But um, yeah, I agree. There should be some kind of consortium on, uh, you know, between the big tech companies on, you know, on what to do with these things. Because, I mean, you know, everyone depends on it. Everyone, you know, you know, if they go, they follow the wayside, then, every, then everyone suffers. Every computer user, every internet user, um, you know, businesses suffer. Unfortunately, I don't think we're there. Uh, I don't think the culture is there to uh, do that. You know, but think here, for example, the publicity value. Like there's a press conference, Tim Cook, Satya Nadella, the head of Google. All these companies that have competed with one another get up there and say, we've got to fix the email system. We've got to fix the security system. And we are going to jointly put our employees to the task a joint open source standard, get the people from the Apache Foundation, the Linux people get in there and say, we're going to all work together to make email more secure and we're going to set up a standard that everybody can follow. It's going to be free. This is not about money. This is about changing the world. Apple should be like that. They're into the environment and everything. We want to change the world. It's not just about selling gear with a 40% profit margin. So you just wonder. We can maybe start a petition. <laughs> let's start a petition to fix the broken email system. And let's see if anybody cares. You know what? I think we'll get one response. And probably not from you or me. <laughs> It'll be a form letter. <laughs> we'll print a form letter. That's it right there. A petition to fix the broken email system. Send it to Tim Cook. Is he listening, even listening? I know Apple listens to this show. I know people at Microsoft who listen to the show. I don't know about Google. I don't know if they listen to me. Maybe they listen to Josh Sanders at Tidbits. That's tidbits.com. If you go there, by the way, speaking of email, you can sign up for their email newsletter, and guess what? It's free. You know, ads are non-existent, like at the beginning. They tell you they're being sponsored by four or five people. That's about it. We've got a lot more to talk about. Also, Intel's problems with getting their new chips out, and a lot more. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. UnseenNow.com, proud sponsor of GCN. Unseen Now's unparalleled encryption tools keep your communications secure. GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount.
If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from ProFlowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to ProFlowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's ProFlowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P-L-O-W. Moms of America, stand up and stop taking abuse from your kids. I pledge never to let my kid disrespect me ever again. I pledge to stop letting my daughter walk all over me. I pledge to stop living in fear of my son's anger. I pledge never to feel like a bad parent ever again. Because I'm not. I pledge to stop letting my child's behavior control my home. I pledge to be a mom with kids who listen. A total transformation mom. I'm Janet Lehman, co-creator of the Total Transformation Program. We created the Total Transformation to help parents with difficult child behavior. Now I'm giving it away free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. We'll let you keep it for free. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. Call now. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. There are many things the human body can do very well, but maintaining the proper pH level isn't always one of them. That's where AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops can make a world of difference. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps your body do what's natural. Just a few drops a day helps rid your body of harmful waste and acid while promoting health and restoring vibrance and energy. Alkalizing boosts your immune system and can help fight headaches, irritability, cramping, and insomnia. Alkalizing also helps the body fight depression and even bone loss. To learn more about the importance of alkalizing and how you can find life-changing and vital balance, please visit AlkaVision's brand new website at AlkaVision.com. Same great products, but now easier to use and more informative than ever before. To get your very own Plasma pH drops for just $29.95, call 800-518-7615 or visit AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Alkalize your body and supercharge your health at the new AlkaVision.com. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. Okay, as Josh Center scratches his beard, I wasn't going to do any beard jokes, by the way, because I never had more than a mustache. I'm not going to ask whether we should have a contest whether he or Jim Dalrymple will have the longest beard. Oh, I would, I would lose. Uh, I'm, I'm not getting in that contest. But think, when you start getting gray hair and you're old, you can moonlight as Santa Claus. I'm, I'm already getting gray hair. I've had gray hair since I was 25. <laughs> oh. I've had a gray streak in my beard for years, and uh, I, I didn't grow it out for a while. And then after I started working from home for tidbits, I'm like, oh, what the hell? I'll, I'll grow the beard out. And now my... Uh, 
my son, who's almost a year old, he's he's grown very attached to it. Like he 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 grabs it <laughs> when I'm holding him and stuff. So I'm like, and uh, I got a haircut right before MacWorld. I came in the house and he started just screaming his head off. So I'm like, well, crap. I guess I can't make any other changes, <laughs> at least for a while. You know, if your kids say something, you gotta listen. What does Mrs. Centers think? Uh, I I think she's kind of ambivalent. <laughs> She doesn't want to say <laughs> she's being understanding or being gracious about it. All right, let's be serious here. Let's go into this other situation here. So we have these chips called Broadwell. First, they had Haswell, the current Intel chips. We got Broadwell. But Broadwell is a smaller die, which is very technical. It means they make the chips on a smaller die, so they make them more power efficient and everything. But Intel is having problems getting these things finished and getting them to the market. Normally, Intel comes out with a new chip family about every year, like late spring or summer, and Apple puts them in to their new Macs. So Broadwell was due what? First, early 2014, and now it's being delayed. What's going on there? Yeah, I don't know. They they have um, their Core M chips, which they use for low power stuff. I, uh, it's kind of an equivalent to ARM um, on the Intel end, and and those are going to be produced uh, starting this summer. But the production for the um, I guess what we call desktop class or you know Mac capable processors um, originally was promised for you know holiday 2014. Now we might see them until up to the middle of 2015. So if if uh, Apple does come out with a new Mac, any more new Macs this year, um, they will be on the older Haswell chipset, maybe with a slight speed boost, but they they won't be on Broadwell. That uh, um, that much is for sure. That explains, for example, why there's this very minor update to the MacBook Air where you had a slight improvement in processor speed and Apple took advantage of more production efficiencies to cut the price by $100. And maybe they'll do that with the iMac this fall. And we know, for example, the Mac Mini hasn't been updated since 2012. But mm-hmm. the other thing is about Haswell chips, as opposed to the earlier family, they're not much faster. What they do is they give you slightly better integrated graphics and use less power and i guess on a mac mini it doesn't make that much of a difference yeah i mean i, I could still see a new mac mini this year we desperately need a new mac mini um hopefully with a new slimmer form factor but it's a little disturbing how intel can't get these chips out it's almost like they're they're hitting um you know the the moore's law wall there and you remember what happened the last time apple got you know the mac line got left behind because of uh you know, processor, uh, lack of processor updates. Of course, then again, this time affects PCs as well. But, you know, it's it's all the more pressure for Apple to develop their ARM-based processors um, for use on the desktop, which you know, I'm sure they're testing. I'm sure there's an, a version of OS X in a lab somewhere that runs on an A7 or, or even an earlier uh, Apple processor. But um, I don't know if we'll ever see that, though. Um you know, there will certainly be some advantages in terms of power consumption and heat. There would also be a lot of disadvantages, like uh, you couldn't run Windows anymore unless they had some kind of um, converter of some kind. So I, I don't know. It's an it's an interesting uh, scenario, and it's it, it's a particularly bad one for Intel because I mean that this is their pretty much their entire business is developing these uh, desktop class processors, and if they can't keep up, then 
yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> not a good situation for anybody. Well, we have to look at this also. If Apple went to ARM, as you say, we have the problem of the fact that software would have to be updated, like the switch over from the PowerPC to Intel. You'd have to have an emulator. But then Apple has this new feature now that is being introduced in iOS 8 and works with the A7 processor, which is called Metal, which is this way to automatically harness enhanced graphics. And supposedly it could be used for general computational tasks. So maybe they could use Metal as a way to translate Intel instructions to ARM and still keep performance up. I'm speculating. I don't know if this can be done or not. Yeah, you probably have to ask John Syracuse about that or, or someone who knows a lot about um, uh, processor architectures. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, part of me is skeptical that, you know, you could emulate x86 uh, or an Intel chip on an ARM chip. But at the same time, you know, if anybody can do it, it's probably Apple because they've done this twice before when they moved from the older Motorola processors in the early 90s to the um, the PowerPC. And then again, when they moved from the PowerPC to Intel, and both times they had um, uh, some sort of uh, layer that would let you run uh, software for the older processors. So, you know, I mean, it could happen. Remember, too, we don't know what kind of power these ARM chips can produce, at least the ones by Apple, because they're designed for very, very low power in a smartphone or a tablet. But if they produce versions that were more powerful, use more power for desktop computers where you don't have those restrictions, you know, they may be able to do a lot more than we think. Maybe not now, maybe in a couple of years. I can't believe, though, that Apple isn't testing this in their laboratory. There are probably ARM-based Macs sitting there, and Apple knows if and when they could update, and they can use, of course, that as a hammer to hold over Intel, or... Explain Intel, well, maybe you'll fabricate the chips for us. Who knows? They can give up on Samsung. Remember, Samsung is still making all or most of these A6, A7 processors, as much as Apple hates Samsung. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of relying on each other, which is funny. Exactly. Samsung, by the way, and this is something that's not getting the play in the media that it should. Samsung's reporting that their current profits will be up to 26% less than last year for the current quarter. Now, think about this, for example. If Apple reported a decline of 26% in profits, they've had flat profits or slightly declining. 26%. They'd be clamoring once again for the head of Tim Cook. Get rid of that guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. They'd say <laughs> yeah. Apple's about to be doomed. That would be almost any company, right? Like a 26% drop in profits? That's uh, that's insane. Yeah, and, and people go nuts over much less with Apple. <laughs> if Apple sells one one less iPhone than the year ago quarter, people are like, you know, bring out the pitchforks. So, um, yeah, but I mean, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't have any money in Samsung that I'm aware of. So, I mean, you know, it's really up to their shareholders and uh, – you know, and the and the people directly involved, um, you, you know. But I, I think part of the problem with Samsung, I think part of the reason why their profits are down is they keep coming out with these crap products like the Galaxy Gear, which, um, by my understanding, was a total flop. Um, even the the Galaxy phones, um, as I understand it, aren't selling as well as they did. And and I think part of that is they're just um, they're, they're, there's nothing that really wows people with those um, anymore. Like the like the S three when it came out. You know, it was like it, it was a very nice uh, Android phone, but now there's more 
competition. Um, and, uh, you know, and Samsung keeps coming out with these, um, these half-hearted features like, uh, like the, the fingerprint scanner that you have to like slide your finger over and it only works like half the time. And, you know, and that's just the thing. I mean, like, you can get by with inferior products for a while, but uh, eventually it's going to catch up with you. And, and also they're in the um, sticky situation of being a premium product in the Android world where most people who buy Android, at least in my experience, and, and this seems to be the general worldwide trend, is um, because they're cheaper <laughs> than, than Apple. Okay, let's get into more of that. And even whether Apple TV is losing steam against Roku, I can give you some personal reactions to that. We have Josh Centers joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV This is big! Not just big, it's the Freeze Dry Guys Giant Factory Authorized Sale. This month, save 30 to 45% off on number 10 cans of high quality Mountain House freeze dried foods from the Freeze Dry Guy. Factory fresh stock just arrived, so now is the time to stock up with the finest, best tasting, longest proven shelf life foods in the industry at giant savings of 30 to 45% off. But hurry, supplies are limited to only the stock we have on hand. Call 866 404 3663. 
Free shipping to the lower 48 states. Click freezedryguide.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguide.com. Hurry, the giant factory authorized Mountain House sale is going on now. Only from the Freeze Dry Guy. The finest freeze-dried and dehydrated foods available anywhere for long-term storage. Hi, I'm Dr. Lorraine Hurley, and for over a decade, I've helped people maintain optimal health. I'd like to tell you about my choice of a powerful anti-aging antioxidant formula that also helps reduce damage caused by radiation. Z-Radical contains fucoidin, and there are over 700 studies showing how powerful it is. Z-Radical is a totally organic, pure extract, and it is available by calling 855-315-8326. Again, it's 855-315-8326, or visit my website, drhurley.net. Iodine is necessary, but Z-Radical is so much more. Hi, I'm Dr. Lorraine Hurley, here to tell you about an amazing pain relief formula. Unlike Tylenol, Advil, or Ibuprofen, Lavinity Pain Relief Formula is completely non-toxic and actually stimulates healing. Lavinity Pain Relief comes in a gel or capsule, and in my years of helping people, I've never seen anything like it. After rubbing a small amount on an aching muscle or a sore joint, many people report the pain is gone within a minute. Call 855-315-8326. That's 855-315-8326. Or visit drhurley.net for more information. Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So the big issue with Samsung, apparently, is they're being hit on the high end by Apple. Okay. You know, direct comparison, Apple sells more iPhones than, say, a Galaxy S5. On the low end, they're being constrained or threatened by these Chinese smartphone makers who are undercutting Samsung as if that's possible. So they're being hit on both ends, and it's hurting their sales and profits. So what does Samsung do? There was an article in USA Today saying, Samsung should innovate. Well, that would be a change. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it? Well, I mean, you know, that's that's kind of Samsung's history. I mean, even looking beyond phones, I mean, you know, they they've always knocked off um, original products. You know, their TVs were knockoffs of Sony's. Um, you know, there's, there's not much they make that's original or, or innovative. That you know, they they just kind of make a lower end, uh, more affordable copies of their stuff. And you know, some of those are pretty good. I've had Samsung monitors and TVs and hard drives uh, back when they made hard drives that were um, all you know pretty good. Um, just my own experience um, with the with the Galaxy phones. You know, I've had friends who've owned them, and you know, they they feel cheap. They feel very plasticky. Even like uh, Amazon's hardware, Google's in-house, you know, their Nexus hardware. They don't feel as premium as say an Apple product, but they feel more substantial than that. And you know, if you're looking at one in a store, um, you know, maybe that turns people off. But you know, there's also a lot of other things in the Android world. Like for instance, uh, certain manufacturers. Um, you know, offer a lot of incentives to uh, the companies, uh, the, the carriers to sell certain phones. That's why, you know, when you go into a Verizon store and uh, they see with an iPhone, they start giving you grief about it, which is one reason I don't go into the Verizon stores um, or go into them as little as possible. So, you know, it's tough to say. It's tough to say what's going on in that world. I don't really pay attention to what's going on in Android. You know, I don't really know. I mean, what's the hot Android phone right now? Like, what's the phone everyone's getting it, it it seems to i'm not sure if there is one I, you know at one point i would say yeah it was the galaxy samsung s3 well the s5 is still the top selling 
Android smartphone. But the thing is, there's so many different ones, you can't keep track. As you say, what's the hot phone? Well, there are 12,000 different models. So who the heck knows? I don't know. Let's move on to a topic that's near and dear to you, of course, because you wrote a book about take control of Apple TV. Now, there's a report now saying that Apple TV continues to lose ground against Roku. Now, Apple TV is sold around the world. Roku is sold, what, USA, Canada? Mm-hmm. And therefore, their sales are highly concentrated. And supposedly, people buy more stuff on a Roku, I guess because there's more channels. Yeah, there iPhone. are more channels. Well, and, and interestingly, the Chromecast, or I guess it's really not that interesting because it's so cheap, but the Chromecast, um, it, yeah, I read the same report. Uh, so let's see, uh, the Chromecast and the Roku are tied in the U.S. with 3.8 million sales, and then the Apple in 2013, and then Apple only sold 2 million Apple TVs in the U.S. in 2013, which I don't find terribly shocking um, for a few reasons. First of all, uh, it's been a while since we haven't had an Apple TV update. Um, I, I, I'm sure we're going to see one this fall, and I'll be busy updating the book, but I mean, they, they've got to have one. <laughs> they're, they're, they're really far behind in stuff now. I mean, it's still my preferred device, um, but and I'm sure for a lot of people it still is, but um, they have to remain competitive. The other problem, um, I'm not sure it's a problem, but the Chromecast is so cheap, it was like $35. And when it first launched, you uh, you got three months of Netflix for free. So it was like, it was practically free. It was practically a giveaway. So I got one. I'm sure tons of people got one just to just play around with them. But um, there's also numbers um, from that same firm that show that people are using their um, using their Chromecasts. Uh, what, what was it? There they weren't buying them as much, and then Google came back and said, uh, "No, well, people are using them more," which which both could be true because you know people could be buying fewer Chromecasts, and but then you know the people who use them use them more, um, especially since there's more features in the Chromecast now. There's more compatible apps, um, but I, I I think you could. I think you could chalk the Chromecast up as something of a failure just for the fact that um, Google is trying Android TV. They're trying this uh, yet another TV initiative. Um, I, th- I think Chromecast was kind of a test bed for that because um, you, you'll be able to cast things to Android TV. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's not those weird Google conundrums. They come out with one product and then they come out with a competing product in the same space. And I just wonder, I just wonder what the heck they're doing over there. Like, what's what's the focus here? Like, are, you know, you know, if I'm a Google person, do I buy the Chromecast or do I get the Android TV? You know, I mean, uh, I guess it gives you options. You know, you can get an Android TV device or an Android TV set. Um, you know, and then you have your Chromecast for the bedroom TV. But the, the, also, that's kind of confusing, right? And uh, that's that's kind of my problem with the Chromecast, and you know I've I've tried testing it um, you know, on my wife because I had the uh, had the Apple TV on my desk while I was writing the book because I had it um, piped through the Mac so I could take screenshots and stuff. Um, so uh, you know in the bedroom I replaced it with the Chromecast, and I don't think she ever used it. I don't think she quite understood the concept, and she's not she's not super tech savvy, but she's also not you know. Um, she, she understands how to use a computer. She understands how to use the Apple TV. She she understands you know technology you know as a user. Um, you know I'd say like you know like an intermediate user. So I mean she's not like just totally dense with this stuff. But the the Chromecast is kind of a hard, hard device to uh, 
to get your head around because you have to like it doesn't do anything by itself. It just sits there and you have to go into the app and you have to know which apps are compatible and you have to hit the Chromecast button and then the interface is different for every app. So that's that's somewhat confusing. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, to me, the Chromecast isn't just isn't a very compelling experience. And it's also, um, you, you know, they've made it so you can cast, um, you know, more things to it now. Um, and, and on Android, the new version of Android, you'll be able to cast um, uh, your whole screen to it. But I'm not sure how well the Chromecast is going to do that because the Apple TV struggles with it. And the Apple TV is much more powerful than the Chromecast. I tried um, – uh, you know, uh, casting some browser-based games to the Chromecast. Um, Google has this one. I forget what it's called, but it's like a skee-ball game. You play with your phone mm-hmm. and your and your computer, and you, you use the uh, the iPhone as a motion controller or your Android phone. Um, and I tried playing that like Chromecast, and it was too it was too choppy to work. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I I don't know what's what's going on there, but I do know this for sure. Apple definitely is needs to come up with a new Apple TV and it needs to be competitive with the Fire TV, which I'm not sure how well the Fire TV is selling because, um, you know, they have a payment plan for them now. They're like, look, we'll, we'll let you have, put a small down payment on an already pretty cheap device uh, just because they want people to buy them. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing with the, the Fire TV, it, it's such a cynical interface because you cannot get to the stuff you want to see without going through Amazon's content. And and the whole thing's just angled, you know, even more so than the Apple TV to get you to buy Amazon's stuff. Um, but it, it does have some really great features like gaming, App Store, uh, things people have been wanting from the Apple TV for a long time. And, you know, so Apple's got to be feeling some pressure to, uh, you know, roll out a proper uh, SDK and, and an App Store and let developers uh, have fun with it. And... Uh, it could be great when it happens, and hopefully we'll see that in the fall. You know, I've had some experience with the Roku 3, which is their high-end model. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about Roku is Apple offers what? Maybe three dozen, four dozen channels. Roku offers more than a 1,000. Yeah. And that can get mighty confusing. Now, the interfaces are fairly similar, but I'll give you an example of using a Roku. So, for example, this past week, I wanted to watch a movie, The Wife and I, and we looked for a movie called Rob the Mob. Ever hear of it? Uh-uh. It's based on a true story from the 1980s and 90s where these small-time criminals, man and woman, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, decide they need money. So if you're going to rob somebody, don't just rob the convenience store or the bank. Rob somebody who's probably not going to tell the police and get them after you. So who do you rob? You rob the mob. And this is happening during the Gotti trial, so the mob is laying low. Of course, that doesn't mean, and I don't want to have any spoilers here, that doesn't mean the mob will do nothing if some crazy kids are attacking them. And what about the FBI, who is monitoring what the mob is doing? This is a fascinating film. It really is. And it's a really nice movie. It's a low-budget movie with a couple of big-name players. It's really well done. But the key here is that we wanted to rent it. So we go on the Roku box, and if you don't see it listing the top the current movies, you can do a search. And their keyboard's kind of awkward, not quite as smooth to work as an Apple TV. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. how we found the movie in a moment with Josh Centers at Tidbits. Joining us, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. 
The nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer. Yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM1 from Terragonics. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terragonics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM1 from Terragonics. Life's getting better. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Roku 3, choosing Rob the Mob, the slow-budget picture. I enjoy the movie, by the way. It had kind of a bittersweet ending, but anyway. We're talking to Josh Centers this week from Tidbits, and later on, Bob Dr. Mac Levitas will join us. Let me continue with the story. So you search for a movie, and they bring up a list of all the services that offer it. So it's not just available on, say, Vudu or MGo. These are independent places where you can rent movies you can get from Amazon Instant Video, and they show you the price from each service. So you click a service to get the movie, but if you haven't signed up, you may have to run back between the Roku and your computer to sign up for that service so they can basically charge your credit card for the purchase. It's not like, for example, with Apple TV. You have your account registered with Apple. Whatever you do, you're going to make your payment through Apple. And in terms of Netflix, well, you already have to be a Netflix member or you sign up for Netflix. So here's the point. So with Roku, it's very confusing. You may have to sign up with 10 different services separately with entering your credit card, not just on the interface on your TV, but maybe on your Mac or PC to get there. To well, to do be it, fair, it's got to be very confusing. Well, to be fair, a lot of the newer Apple TV channels require a cable subscription and you have to do this 
crazy song and dance or you have to go uh, in a web browser and log in to your um, cable provider and then type in a code from the Apple TV to activate your device. So um, it's not always that much better on uh, Apple TV, but maybe they're working on a solution for that. Um, Well, you see, there's the thing right here. This argues for the solution. The solution is not just to add more channels. The reason you have to go through this on Apple TV is because HBO doesn't want to send you content unless you're getting HBO already. You're paying HBO through your cable or satellite provider. You've got to prove it to them by engaging in a login process. We understand that. The problem is here, and it's exacerbated on a Roku because you have over a thousand services. And this is, can be completely confusing. You just want to watch a movie, and I've got to go through this crazy process of signing up with a service. And my wife says, well, just pick the movie already. I said, I, yeah. I've picked the movie. I now have to set up the service so that in the future, if I want to watch a movie from that service again, I may never use it again. I'm already signed in. Each one goes through a separate payment authorization process, whatever. The key is here is that every time you add a device to your TV, you add complexity. Every time that device requires you to go through 20 hoops just to set up a service, it's user-unfriendly. And I don't know what Steve Jobs was talking about when he's quoted by Walter Isaacson as having found the magic bullet for TV. But that's where it sadly needs fixing. Well, I think Apple's going to do, I think Apple's going to partner with a big cable provider like Comcast, much like they did with the iPhone, and they're going to have some kind of um, deal where you can use an Apple TV like a cable box. You know, and this is a standard Apple operating procedure, you know. So they they have to sign up each one separately. Yeah, well, you know, um, the the proposition for Apple may be they just sell a, a bulk of Apple TVs to Comcast and then Comcast distributes them, right? So, um, you know, from Apple's perspective, that would be a big win. And another and a lot of interesting things with this, but you know, Apple isn't as much on the net neutrality bandwagon as um, some of its peers. Um, I think that's part of the reason why, because I think Apple's you know plan to take full advantage of the current. Um, uh, increasingly not neutral net, um, but that's a whole other topic for a whole other show. Um, but I, I, that's where I see it going. And, you know, I, I see Apple wanting to disrupt the industry, but Apple's also smart enough to know that you have to work your way into it first. You know, a lot of people could argue that Apple has totally changed the mobile market in a lot of ways, but they couldn't just do that overnight, you know, and that was Google's mistake. Google brought the the was Nexus One and, you know, they had all these grand ideas of they were going to disrupt the carriers and the carriers were like, no, no, we, we have government backing. Uh, we have all the infrastructure. You're not going to do crap. And then Google folded on that and they've pretty much folded on net neutrality as well. So, you know, Apple's a little smarter than that. They know they have to work their way into the system before they can change it. You know, so for the next Apple TV, I see, you know, probably an A7 processor, um, probably some kind of 4K support, um, partnerships with cable and satellite companies, an app store of some kind. Um, you know, here, here's the interesting question. You know, if they do gaming on the Apple TV, if that, you know, they have that as part of their app store, what are you going to use as a controller? Are you going to use an MFI controller uh, made for iPhone uh, iPod controller. I would say that's probably likely, but but also puts Apple. I mean, it, it's hard to do gaming on one of these devices without some kind of compromise, right? Because like, um, you know, Amazon with the Fire TV, yes, you can play games on it, um, but most of them require an additional forty dollar controller, and typically people just don't buy accessories 
for living room devices. Um, this is something you see commonly in uh, in the game console space. You know, um, but you they know. come with a controller. So what's the difference? They come with a controller, but there are different peripherals. Like for instance, um, the Microsoft Connect, probably the most successful peripheral, um, had to buy that separate. Uh, but you know, you can look at a whole list of things of these add-ons that never caught on. Uh, Sony had the iToy, which is like an early version of the Connect, just did not catch on. No one bought it. Sony also had the the PlayStation Move, which was like a combination between a Connect and the the Wii Remote, and that didn't catch on. Uh, you know, they had um, Sega had tons of things like this. They had a a thing called the what was it the the Interceptor, and it was like this uh, ring, uh, this hexagon or octagon ring that you put like, on the floor, and it detected your body's movements. That didn't catch on. And Nintendo had some of these too. You know, Nintendo had. Uh, well, they didn't make it, but there, you know, there's the Power Glove. Mattel made that. You know, those famous from the movie The Wizard. Um, of course, I didn't catch on. The uh, there's another one called the U Force, which was a really bizarre device. It looked like a like a suitcase, like a briefcase, and it had these infrared sense motion sensors. You know, but they, of course, that didn't catch on. You know, typically, um, in at least in the gaming space, and I'm sure this applies to most living room devices. If it doesn't come in the box, people aren't going to buy it. Unless you, you just have to have a really compelling reason. But the the problem there is, okay, if the game controller is separate and you have to have the game controller play the game, let's say on the next Apple TV, then developers aren't going to have a reason to develop games for the Apple TV because there aren't going to be enough people out there with the controllers. And, and people aren't going to buy the controllers because there's no games. So um, I'll be interested to see how Apple solves that if they find a way to solve that. Well, part of it is the integration, simplifying the TV experience, because right now, just navigating, forgetting about using 12 different channels on Apple TV or Roku. You got the Apple TV, you got the cable box, you got the DVR cable box, you've got the home theater sound system, you maybe have a game console, you maybe have the Blu-ray player, you've got all these devices, and that already complicates the experience before you even get into the choices you have to make within the streaming box. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe the next edition of Take Control of Your Apple TV is going to talk about this. Possibly Apple has to build their own game controller of some kind and offer a version of Apple TV with it because I think a lot of people are not going to care and they want just the Apple TV. Offer a, a plain Apple TV and one with a game controller at only a slightly higher price, but then make the market available for third parties and see what happens. But it would still be cheaper than buying, say, an Xbox One. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the the value proposition for Apple, maybe in this space. I mean, you know, we we know they've had success with mobile gaming. Uh, you know, and people like playing games on on their iOS devices, and developers, you know, for the most part, like developing for um, you know Apple's stuff. Um, you know, it's, but it's a it's a big crossover from mobile to the living room, and you know, a lot of people. I mean, it's hard to tell how people react. Like a lot of people are pretty negative on um, Amazon's uh, gaming on the Fire TV. I, I mean, I think it's fine. I don't expect you know hardcore games. I don't expect like a Halo or a Final Fantasy or you know or anything crazy like that. From such a small device, I expect you know more casual games, and and they're there on the Fire TV. You can play the old Sonic, uh, the Hedgehog games. You can play, um, uh, you know, uh, a few different mobile games. And the cool thing, the cool thing with that is, if you own 
the the game on from Amazon's uh, Android store, then uh, it'll also work on the Fire TV if there's a Fire TV version. So you have cross buy there, which is really cool. Let's just break it here and we'll continue this. Josh Centers, managing editor of Tidbits, is here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Think the national debt is $15 trillion? Boston U economics professor Lawrence Kotlikoff astutely points out that after factoring in guarantees such as Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and defense expenditures, the national debt is closer to $211 trillion. Mathematically, this debt is not serviceable via taxation. And for politicians on Capitol Hill, default is not an option. So we can expect the Federal Reserve to monetize the shortfall, resulting in even more confiscation of our hard-earned savings via inflation. Hi, my name is Adam Miller with Midas Resources. In light of the MF Global Swindle, it is now more apparent than ever that our savings investments are not secure in the hands of traditional banking institutions overseen by government technocrats kept in their back pockets. Call me today at 800-686-2237, extension 148, to find out how you can protect your savings from confiscation with liquid, portable, and private precious metals. I'll even send you a booklet titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold to serve as a guide. That number again is 800-686-2237, extension 148. 800-686-2237, extension 148. This is big! Not just big, it's the Freeze-Dry Guys Giant Factory Authorized Sale. This month, save 30 to 45% off on number 10 cans of high-quality Mountain House freeze-dried foods from the Freeze-Dry Guy. Factory fresh stock just arrived, so now is the time to stock up with the finest, best-tasting, longest-proven shelf-life foods in the industry at giant savings of 30 to 45% off. But hurry, supplies are limited to only the stock we have on hand. Call 866-404-3663. Free shipping to the lower 48 states. Click freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com. Hurry, the giant factory authorized Mountain House sale is going on now. Only from the Freeze Dry Guy. The finest freeze-dried and dehydrated foods available anywhere for long-term storage. Springtime is save big time at Herbal Healer Academy. Long-term customers know spring is the time to stock up at HerbalHealer.com. And for new customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Log on for spring specials, including our 500 parts per million colloidal silver, all size. 
prices on sale. Choose from Herbal Healer's great variety of weight loss products like apple cider vinegar, Hoodia and Metabolic Complex, and ProMetabolic, all on sale now. Also, the Anti-Parasite Intestinal Freedom and Warwood Plus Complex, plus Stevia Liquid Sweetener and the Super Enzymes, all on sale for spring at HerbalHealer.com. As always, we offer certificate correspondence courses in natural medicine. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on now to HerbalHealer.com and click on Spring Specials to save big with our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Let me be honest with you, listeners. I am not a gaming person. So when Josh Centers of Tidbits was listing all those game controllers and accessories, you know, he could have been talking Russian to me. <laughs> because I didn't understand what he was talking about here. And now he's talking about the fact that we have games on the Fire TV. And what does Apple do to compete with that space? Well, Apple obviously is considering something here because we went back to the suggestion I made of using Metal, this new feature. It's being added in iOS 8 for the A7 processor and later that will allow better graphics performance and the big gaming companies are climbing aboard. So Apple is doing something in that space and you don't create this technology unless there's a long range plan. So if Apple's getting bigger into supporting more sophisticated gaming, which is what Metal is all about, maybe the next Apple TV will have something like that too. What do you think, Josh? Oh yeah, yeah. Metal is absolutely will absolutely be a core technology if they bring gaming to the Apple TV, um, without a doubt. Well, here, here's the interesting thing with gaming on the Apple TV is that um, you, you know these game consoles. You might see one, you know, another round of them in five years, probably longer. The last generation lasted from about 2005 to 2013. It's eight years. Eight years, you know, in in uh, technology terms, is forever. You know, I mean. Uh, the 360 and the PS3 became something of like institutions and, and it's terribly outdated uh, at this point, even though they're still quite popular. So, you know, Apple has the advantage. They can update every year if they so choose. Um, but it, to simplify what I was saying earlier, the, the thing is if Apple wants people to game on the Apple TV, they're going and they want developers to develop games for it. They're going to have to include something in the box for which you can play them with, you know, and, and maybe it's something as simple as you can use um, your iPhone as a controller, which I don't, I don't think would work great necessarily. You know, maybe they make their own, you know, game controller, which that, that can be a sticky issue because there's so many patents um, encumbering game controllers. Uh, and it's very hard for, a, you know, unless a company is devoted to gaming, it's very hard for them to break into that space. You know, the Amazon controller is okay, but it's not great. I mean, it's better than I thought it'd be. But so that's really the thing. You know, if, you know, they're going to have gaming on the Apple TV, they're going to have to include something in the box or have some way where you can play those games without buying anything else. Because, you know, while in theory, yeah, you can go buy the, the MFI controller, you can, maybe you can go buy Apple's controller. People just aren't going to do that, at least in not enough numbers 
to justify developers making games for it. So that's going to be the interesting thing. Like, will Apple make a gaming controller? Will they come up with some kind of solution where you control the game with an iPhone or an iPad? Here's the thing, though. Can they assume that people who buy Apple TVs own some kind of iOS device? I would say probably yes, but that's uh, you know may not be the best experience. So uh, that that to me is the one big question mark out of the next Apple TV. You know, the the rest of the things. You know, I you know if they just want to have an app store for um, media apps, you know, music apps and and um, movie apps and stuff, I could see that. You know. Um, I could see it being used as a cable box. You know, I could see them supporting 4K. But the question is, you know, if they have the App Store, if they do have games, which I think they would want to have because that's a, you know, a big selling thing. That's a big thing that pushes iOS devices. You know, then how are you going to control those? And furthermore, what's going? What what is the killer app going to be? You know, if if they want people to take gaming on the Apple TV seriously, they have to have something from the get go that really entices people. Um, and it may not be traditional gamers they entice. You know, it may be something as simple as Candy Crush or some kind of casual game. And I think that'll be the focus if they do it. I think it'll be uh, more of a focus on the casual gamer, and and, and that who the who's that is who they will sell it to. But I also don't see it being a core feature either. You know, I see it being one of those things. Okay, you get the ninety-nine dollar Apple TV. You can also use it to play games, but it's a great media box. Has AirPlay. Does all this stuff, but you know you can also play a game or two on it. You know uh, when you have a little spare time. So yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's, it's an interesting problem uh, to see how, how they. It'll be interesting to see how they solve that problem. Well, the thing here is, Apple could make it possible for you to grow into gaming. They make the basics there, and they offer the options, the souped-up options for those who want again to heavy-duty gaming. They're not making this investment into metal just not to follow through and getting all these partners. But again, that also gives, I think, Apple an out when it comes to whether they should go to ARM processors or not, because Metal could provide the tool, the glue, to allow for Intel emulation and the threat to hang over Intel. You know, think about this, for example, here. Intel's having problems with the Broadwell chips. Obviously, Apple's talking to them. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that they're in a you know, whenever they they are in a negotiation, they probably pull out like a MacBook that has an arm in it and like here, check this out. We don't need you, so you know, get to it. But uh, that may not be enough. I mean, I think in this case with Intel, you know, with Motorola um, kind of slacking the PowerPC chips, um, it wasn't their core market. It wasn't the core thing they did. It was like a side business, and they just weren't that interested in it. For Intel, the processors are the business. And uh, I think they're just hitting some kind of technical restraint. And uh, I'm not sure if Apple's chips can outdo Intel chips. Um, I mean, that, that would be impossible to know unless you've got some kind of build of OS X running on ARM on an A7 processor. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's a negotiation uh, tactic of some kind. I'm just not sure how feasible it is. You know, may, maybe they don't have a MacBook uh, with an ARM chip in it they can show off to Intel. You know, maybe they just have the, oh, hey, look, if all else fails, we'll, we'll move to ARM, you know, if you don't get it in gear. You know, maybe it's a bluff. Well, remember, there's an AA chip, no doubt, that's coming in just a few weeks, maybe an A9 chip for next year. And very likely those chips are running iMacs and MacBook Airs behind the scenes. They're doing that right now because Apple wants to have alternatives. They don't want to be caught flat-footed as they were with the PowerPC. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. There is a version of OS X running on ARM somewhere. 
in a deep dark place. I I can almost guarantee that. Um, whether they're also testing, it. I bet also dimes of donuts. They're testing the emulation factor, doing it on the chip, finding a way to have as little a performance loss as possible, or even make performance better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure it's they would be foolish not to be at least discussing it. You know, uh, how far along, how feasible it is, whether we'll ever see it. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, there's, certain, there's definitely people working on it. Who knows uh, what Apple has under their sleeve. And the other question here is, when Apple talks about new product categories, and we didn't get to it today because we've got to send Josh off out of the building in a moment. What about the iWatch? Is that the only thing where Apple enters a new product category? Because obviously Apple is hiring more and more people, former Nike executives and people from the fashion industry. So it all comes together indicating there's an iWatch in our future. And maybe this will be a front end for iHome and iHealth or the Health Kit or the Home Kit or the Kit Kit, but definitely not the Kit Kat. <laughs> okay, Josh Centers, please tell our listeners where we can find more of the things you do. All right. You can uh, check out my work at tidbits.com. Um, I have a blog at joshcenters.com. Uh, they have an update in forever. And also you can get Take Control of Apple TV at takecontrolbooks.com. Josh Centers, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. 
At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical-free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, six vegetable and black bean olive go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010 and order today eat them every day take them camping or save them for an emergency check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon that's 30dayfoodsupply.com where all of our products are produced in oregon by oregon trail foods 30dayfoodsupply.com got a simple question for you. Can you sell? Yes? Okay. Can you sell the intangible? If yes, and you'd like to work 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, with no overtime, no weekends, if you're passionate about not closing sales, but about opening relationships, if you truly have a desire to serve global clients who need your advertising expertise, and you're local to the Twin Cities and Burnsville, are hardworking, self-driven, with experience in sales, marketing, or advertising, are personable and a whiz on the phone, GCN wants to talk with you right now. GCN, the Genesis Communications Network, is one of the largest independent talk radio networks in the world and we're hiring right now we offer benefits and an excellent commission structure experience preferred but we'll train the right person is that you submit your resume today to advertise at gcnlive.com again that's advertise at gcnlive.com come work with the genesis communications network an equal opportunity employer what's going to happen next You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Rob Chevelle. He's CEO of Abine. That's abine.com. And we're going to talk about security, specifically Facebook and their tracking policy. It seems now that everyone knows what you're doing and how you're doing it. And this all started with the NSA. And I'll just say parenthetically, there was this series of episodes of The Good Wife on CBS where the NSA was just a bunch of computer nerds in little booths where they're looking at their computers and learning about what you're doing. But Rob, welcome to the show. And I guess you realize that there's more and more concern about security these days. And do you think it is the NSA revelations? Well, I think it's a lot of uh, a lot of things, and I think you know the way that these people are characterized in TV shows, like you mentioned, is an important part of the story that uh, is being told. I think there are a lot of people out there that are now in the full-time job of collecting and analyzing information about us. Now, I don't know if they're all sitting in little cubicles in a big NSA building. Uh, I think they're all over the world, actually, and uh, there are a lot of these people, uh, they have titles like senior system analyst or data, big data uh, director and what have you. And at the end of the day, they're all sort of doing the same thing, which is looking at these reams of data rolling in about all of our activities, uh, and more and more of it is being collected every day. 
Okay, so forgetting Snowden for the moment, let's look at Facebook. And Facebook has been dinged over the years for its privacy policies, but they seem to change their settings every so often. And the problem a lot of people have with Facebook is these settings don't mean anything for real people. Right. I think one of the common confusions that we see, and we're a privacy company that services millions of people, most of them have uh, Facebook accounts, of course, because most of us do. We want to be on the Internet. We want to be able to post photos and see things that our friends are doing and all that. That's just normal. And one of the major points of confusion we hear is, hey, doesn't Facebook have all these privacy settings, and where are they, and how are they changing, and things? And, you know, as a company at Avine, we like to keep things simple. And so we, we kind of say to people, hey, don't worry about your Facebook privacy settings. They're not really going to help you very much. In, in a way, they're kind of lip service that Facebook is paying to make sure that people uh, feel like they're respecting their privacy. Uh, at the end of the day, even if you change all of your Facebook settings to the most private, Facebook still knows exactly the same amount about you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I need to know, understand this further. All right. So basically, you're using the settings that are most private to provide you the highest degree of privacy, but that doesn't stop Facebook from tracking Collecting you. information. Right. And that's very important, right? None of the, the quote-unquote Facebook privacy settings say, hey, I, Facebook, will now no longer collect this information. They say things like, hey, don't let friends of your friends of your friends see this photo. So basically, they're not blocking access to you by their people. They're blocking access to you by outsiders, visitors. Bingo. Okay. So what, what the uh, important takeaway is, I think, about what you can do about Facebook tracking and the, ch and, and the, and the changes they're making. And we'll, I'll just mention the one that uh, just came out uh, a week or so ago, which is Facebook said, hey, we have lots of data about you, obviously about your friends, your family, and your social network. That's why you go on Facebook. Uh, and, and you know what? We said a few years ago that we'd never combine that data with another uh, set of data that we also know about you, which is where you browse on top websites and what you do there, what you click on, that kind of thing. And most people, when they hear that, they go, well, gee, I didn't know Facebook had um, information about where I browse when I'm not even on Facebook and not logged into Facebook. That's strange. Why would they have that information? And how would they get that information? The answer is the little Facebook buttons you see popping up almost everywhere. And over the years, I think we've all gotten uh, acclimated to these, so we're almost blind to them. But there's a like button stuck on almost every page now, and there's a Facebook connect or login button if we want to log in using our Facebook accounts. So if you've ever seen these buttons, if you can see those buttons on a web page, they can see what you're doing. Okay, this is something very interesting. There are, for example, on a lot of services, they have integration with Facebook's API. So they give you a login button. So instead of creating a new login name and password, you use your Facebook login name or password. I guess you can do this with Twitter as well. And in theory, you're doing this because you want to simplify your life. You don't want to have to deal with 10,000 different logins. You don't want to have to deal with all the passwords. So you say, okay, I have a Facebook account. I'll integrate it. But then... You're telling Facebook about your access to this third-party service. 
even like a message board in a private forum. Exactly. And we kind of think that's a deal with the devil because once you exchange your information with uh, using Facebook to log in and make it a few seconds quicker to log in, which we all want, you're right, we want to simplify our life, we want to log into sites more easily, then you've opened up a, a, a line of communication uh, between Facebook sharing information about you with that site and that site sharing information with Facebook that uh, effectively never really gets closed down. Okay, so what does Facebook know? Once you use their login for a private forum or a third-party company setting up uh, an account, what do they learn about you? Well, they don't talk a lot about it. And I'm not saying I, I, I have any particular conspiracy theories, but they can access almost anything that that site is willing to share about what you do there. And similarly, they don't talk a lot about what that site, say a private message board, uh, as you pointed out, can learn about you from Facebook. Can they learn about how old you are and what you've done recently and how many friends you have and the exact zip code that you live in and, and uh, what you've liked and, and, and all this kind of stuff, they have access to some of that information, and we're not sure how much. Now, if you talk to a Facebook executive and ask them, what would they tell you about the reasons for this, or do they? Well, I think that they're a version of reality in, is one where they make your life easier and you get more and more products and services targeted to you uh, that are relevant to you. And I, and I want to make the point because we get a lot of, uh, we, we get in a lot of discussions where people say, well, I, I, want advertise, I, I want advertising that I am interested in. I don't want to, you know, if I'm a single guy, I, I don't want to see diaper ads. And, you know, if I'm a mother, I, I don't necessarily want to learn about uh, you know, race car uh, upgrade options or, or what have you. Uh, we think targeted advertising is fine uh, as long as it doesn't collect a bunch of information about you that can be used for other purposes in the future. Because I've never actually seen anybody get, uh, get hurt uh, from, from viewing an advertisement. It might, make, it might creep people out a little bit if, if you see ads following you around for things that you might have looked at or or, or shop for. But I think the really important thing and the reason why none of us, in my opinion, should allow Facebook to have all of this additional information about us is that there's no law or regulation in Facebook's terms of service or in any of these companies. You mentioned Twitter. Uh, we can talk about Google, uh, etc. There's no law that says, hey, uh, tomorrow or the next day or the next year, you can't use that information for things beyond advertising. There's, no, there's nothing that stops them from selling that data for all kinds of reasons, uh, for all kinds of uh, purposes that don't have to do with something as innocuous as sending you an advertisement for something you might buy. Okay. We're talking about online privacy with a specific emphasis on Facebook, but there's more to come. Rob Chevelle is our guest and he's with Abine, abine.com, and they offer services to protect your privacy. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. 
We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even if I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months. 
simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Rob Chevelle is joining us. We're talking about online privacy. And you mentioned briefly all the things that Facebook is doing that we don't know what Facebook might do with the data that they collect about you. But that also takes us back to Google. Now, Google famously once said their motto is don't be evil. Is that before they were saying the car is out with the Wi-Fi sniffers around people's neighborhoods to gather information? Uh, increasingly, we see Google acting in a very aggressive, uh, very monopolistic way. I'm not sure if, if you categorize it as evil, um, but, but they certainly have the potential, given how important they are and how much they know about all of us, uh, to do things that we not only don't want, but that actually hurt our ability to uh, do things we do want in the future. And I'll give you, uh, you know, some examples that we worry about. Let's say Google or Facebook wanted to share some data about us with health insurers because health insurers wanted to look at how likely we are to get a certain disease or, or get hurt on the job or something like that. There's nothing that prohibits them from doing that. That's not targeted advertising. That's selling data about us that somebody else is going to use to make a decision about our lives, how much we're going to have to pay for something that is very important to us potentially, or whether we're going to ever get offered a particular health care package or not. So there's a lot of examples of, these, of the ways that the data that's being collected about us can, by, can be used by people we really wouldn't be comfortable uh, having uh, the data in their hands in the first place. And that's what worries us. Now, in terms of health insurance, of course, we have the new health care law where they can't refuse you because of pre-existing conditions, so it doesn't matter what your illnesses are. You don't have to tell them. They have regulated prices, so the only issue, of course, is federal subsidies. So that kind of controls that unless you're not using that market. If you're going into the private market, there may be some more considerations, but that's still part of it for health insurance. But for auto insurance, it's all over the place. And yep. they, will, they will do background checks, even of your credit. And I don't know that there's even a correlation if you, because you lost your job, your credit has gone to pot, as they say. You have a poor credit rating, but you're a perfectly safe driver. They'll use your poor credit rating to raise your rates. That's right. And in fact, they'll use basically any information that they believe is material that's correlated with lowering their risk of offering you a service. They'll, they'll use any of that information that they can. So the more information that they collect, the more information they, they, uh, they can use. And it's not just health and auto insurance. And I think you're right that uh, the Obamacare kind of legislation at least puts to rest some of the worries about differential pricing that some of the HMOs uh, might offer to some of us. But at the end of the day, this is true for a whole lot of different possibilities, including looking for a job. It, it's estimated now that 75% of human resources departments do 
internet online data background checks on us if we're applying for jobs uh, at, at a new company. And those things can turn up all this kind of personal information that's being collected if we logged in to that, um, you know, to that private blogging site that we were talking about a few minutes ago. Well, what do we do on that site, and what kind of site was it, and how would that potentially get back to an employer screening us as a potential job applicant? It's just too much to think about. So what people need is something simple to stop all of this data collection that's happening and make it less complicated to think about all these scenarios and ways that our digital trail and our data might be used against us or misused even without our knowledge in the future. Now, let me point out before we go into the services you offer. Now, if there's inaccurate information about you online or in some private database they refer to, except for credit reports, and there it's hit or miss getting these things eliminated, you may have no way to get rid of that information, no way to have it removed, no way to get false stuff about you to disappear. I mean, you have these companies that claim to check your reputation and fix things, but, you know, that's a story in and of itself. Okay, so knowing that we maybe don't want people to know too much about our private lives because of the fact that nobody's life is perfect and there's room for mistakes that cannot be corrected, what do you offer to help these people? Before I talk about what we have and what other what's available in the marketplace, I'll just uh, say that your analogy to a credit report is, uh, is a really interesting one because here uh, what's been happening with all of these companies that collect our data, whether uh, you know, they're, they're a big one like Facebook or, or, or one of the thousands of little ones that's operating all over the web, a lot of times invisibly, they're collecting data about us and they're selling it and they're creating uh, reports about all of our activities that are very similar to little credit reports if you, if you choose to think about them like that. The big difference is the credit report uh, industry is completely regulated and overseen by the government and is uh, responsible for responding to things that you were talking about, like requests to remove inaccurate information. Uh, we are all uh, have, have the right to see our credit reports for free and all the information they contain on them uh, each year. Uh, and that's because of the FCRA, the federal regulations that happened when credit reporting was first created in the 1970s. There is no equivalent to that. So in effect, what we have is you know, thousands of companies running around creating reports about us, and we can never even, as you point out, see what's on those reports, correct inaccuracies or what have you. So it's a, it's a situation where instead of trying to fight it uh, piecemeal by uh, not signing up with you know, on one site or logging in less to Facebook or, or not searching so much on, on, uh, on Google or what have you. I think what we're trying to do is make a, a, a solution that people can just install in their browser and it works and it stops a whole lot of the data collection that's going on out there. So that's one of the, the things that we offer and some of the, the dozen or so startups that are working to protect consumers' privacy and give them choice about uh, what information is collected about them. That's what we're all doing. We're trying to make it really, really simple for people to add this to, their, to your browser. Uh, just like uh, maybe uh, 10 or 15 years ago, uh, we all put antivirus uh, programs on our machines when, uh, when viruses are starting to be more of a problem. Now, in 
the product you offer. Is there a granular approach? So, for example, maybe you do want your shopping preferences known because that way you see the offers you want to see or you go back to a store and it sees what you bought before or it even knows that you have something waiting in your shopping cart that you need to check out. So you have controls like that? Yeah. We think that's really important to give, uh, to give people visibility and control and allow for, uh, for some of the good advertising that benefits of us all to, uh, to reach us. So you know, we, we have a product called Do Not Track Me, which is a free product that's been downloaded by over uh, 15 million people now. And they use it in their browser, and it stops a lot of this tracking, but also shows you on each, uh, each site, if you're curious or if you use a site frequently, who's tracking you on that site and gives you an easy on-off switch to toggle whether or not you get targeted advertising on that particular site. So it's very important that consumers have the choice and control and ability to choose which, which of the sites that they like you know, can, can target them with, with more relevant content. So in a sense here, you're helping the companies actually do things that are more user-friendly and thus they'll get more business from you. We hope, and we'd like to make it even uh, even better where uh, people can uh, opt to give more of their information to the companies and websites that they support, uh, thereby uh, giving them more business and making their, uh, their views and their attention uh, on all of those sites actually more profitable for our favorite sites. And then, uh, in, a, in a way, if you like, uh, punishing uh, the sites that are trying to steal more of our data that we're not very loyal to. So, uh, you know, the bottom line is this is an evolving uh, business. There's new companies being created all the time to, to track what you're doing online. And uh, what we're in the business of is making it really simple to see those companies, uh, block their data collection, and then allow uh, the websites that you think are, are friendly and that you support. Now, do people like Facebook hate you? Um, I think that people like Facebook have no choice but to work with us because we have a growing number of consumers that are, that are raising their hand and saying, hey, we know your privacy settings are just uh, what we already talked about, which are window dressing, allowing other users to see or not see your information, and what you're doing isn't working for me, and so I'm going to take control into my own hands. Okay. Tell our listeners where they can find more information about your company. So Abine and uh, our tools like Do Not Track Me are all available on our website, abine.com, A-B-I-N-E.com. And they have apps for iOS and Android. Rob Chevelle, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the 
people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganix.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Bob Levinas is also called Dr. Mac, or if he was Yoda, it'd be Bob Levitas Mac Doctor or something. Is that the Yoda way? You need to work on your Yoda. <laughs> I don't try to work on my Yoda. You know, I hope they don't have Yoda in Star Wars 7. I really do. I'm just really hoping they won't go that far. Far, you ask? They you should s- go? Oh, God. All right. Mine's worse than yours. That's right. I was going to admit that. Yes. No more yodeling. Or yodeling. No more yodeling. Old yod- lady, ooh. I yodeled. Why do we want to talk about old ladies? I don't know. You're, you're saying the old, brought it old up. lady who is what you're saying. I don't know what her name is. She's the little old lady who. From Pasadena. Right. And she's doing 120 in her runabout or something like that. Oh, forget it. She actually is a very rich old lady. She has a Ferrari. So she's a terror. Huh. Now we know. Now every old lady with a Ferrari is going to write in and claim that we have abused them. You see, you can't win in this kind of thing. We've been talking with some of our previous guests about free email systems, about the problems, like we have Gmail, which, of course, has a 12,000 options in the Gmail web panel that nobody knows about and nobody cares about. We talk about Outlook.com, about Yahoo, about Apple's iCloud. Did you know iCloud has a, a secret spam filtering system where messages don't even get to your junk box really really flabbergasting right i ran into this where i wasn't getting email from a domain registrar because i was trying to transfer a domain to them and for some obscure reason apple was filtering it i had to go through two levels of customer support to find out they do have a secret whitelist so they can get these names down there and get you your email again Really? 
A secret whitelist. Wow. The case of the secret whitelist. I confirmed it. You can put it in your next book. Okay, I assume you use Gmail, right? I do. Why? I've been rethinking it lately. You know, there's a company called Zoho that has Zoho Mail, and they get five gigabytes, which may not be enough for you, free. No ads or anything. Hmm. Well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm busy and don't want to, uh, don't want to upset the Apple cart, but when I get some free time, I'm going to examine some of the other options. I might even be willing to pay, and the truth is, I have a couple of web domains that come with mail service that might be acceptable. I, I just, I, I know I'm not happy being at the mercy of Google, even though they don't do evil stuff, supposedly. Do no evil, seek no evil, or something like that. It's a motto. What's a motto? Nothing. What's a motto with you? You know, that's worse than the bad Yoda imitations. That was from The Lion King, my friend. Okay, what's the matter you? literature. There was a song where someone sings, What's the matter you? It's, then, of course, what happened is all the Italians got upset over it, so I won't repeat that. You so, just did. I already did, you're right. So now anybody who has an Italian name is going to come after me. True. That's right, especially from the old, from the hood back in Brooklyn. From the hood. Yes, because I lived in those neighborhoods, you know. Gene, wearing a hoodie isn't the same as coming from the hood. <laughs> I didn't say hoodie, you said hoodie. You used the H word. That's I could be shot in some states. Oh, boy. Well, yes, but you visited one of those states recently, Florida. No, actually, I haven't been to Florida in a while, but I was in England last week oh. visiting the Beatles, the home of the Beatles. You were visiting Kirk McElhern, right? No, uh, actually, I was visiting uh, Don McAllister, <laughs> but I didn't know uh, McElhern lived in Liverpool, does he? Not in Liverpool. He lives near Stratford or in Avon. Oh, yeah, where the bard comes from. Well, he's big into classical music. So that's part of it right there. Or if you go to Spain, you can visit Grayson Steinberg, my son. I think you've met him once or I, twice. I've met him on the radio. He used to be your sidekick on one of these shows. That's right. Now he's living in Madrid, so he can't sit by my side. Aww. Except, except virtually. Oh, That's how it goes. All right. So anyway, enough for free email systems. Yeah, I, I, I will give you, you know, ask me again in six months. I... I have a bunch of books to finish and I don't want to mess with it because it's working, but I don't like having all my eggs in Gmail's basket. Okay, Yosemite. All right, so it's got more changes than I've seen in a OS from Apple in many, many years. I think that's a safe, a safe uh, assumption. It is very, especially visually. You know, a lot of the... Uh, the Lion era and later eye candy has been eschewed, if you will. Gesundheit. <laughs> oh, boy. I bad, was holding Gene. that back for the bad. right occasion. We are bad. Uh, anyway, yeah, it, it looks very different and uh, apparently we'll have uh, some very um, interesting capabilities at some point, you know, like being able to start a phone call and uh, take it on your Mac 
see caller ID on your Mac for the call, things like that. Now, that's very interesting, too. I heard that on a Mac to support some of these handoff features, you need support for Bluetooth LE. That's entirely possible. I mean, Apple hasn't officially spelled it out, but supposedly they told developers that. Well, how do you know if you have Bluetooth LE? Because I'm running it on an older laptop. I think it's between 2011 and 2012 that the feature was added to Max. Bluetooth software version, low energy support, no. Oh, so maybe it would work on my other machine. It's the Bluetooth low energy. That's LE. Yeah, so it won't work on this older MacBook Pro, but it'll work on my new one. What do you know? You learn something. All right, new well, we got to end this now so I can reboot. <laughs> We're not doing that. I'm kidding. I know. I'm that. kidding. I'll do that later, though. I'm glad you mentioned it because I just thought that the feature wasn't implemented yet. It may be implemented and I just don't see it. That depends on it, yeah. And I've run into all sorts of crazy problems installing the pre releases, so I won't go into that because I guess technically I'm not reviewing it to say I've had problems. You expect to have problems. Yeah, and I've installed it on a couple of disks and had none, but um, one of those disks apparently is on a machine too old to support the handoff stuff, so we're going to have to look into that. Already you have a new chapter for your book. Maybe. Well, I would have to, I would have to figure out later, when we're closer to shipping, what hardware supports what features. At some point, I've got to go through and do all that for the book. Well, part of the problem also is that Apple will change things over time. I mean, in the first three developer releases. And there will be a more general beta release for regular consumers coming soon. But they fixed a thousand things, and there are still dozens and dozens of problems, dozens of things that don't work right. Well, I highly recommend that you don't run beta operating systems on your daily Mac. You know, I mean, it's just that's craziness. We don't do that. I have well, a only I do that. You well, know. because you're nuts and you're Dr. Max, so therefore you figure you can fix it. The point being here, though, is forget the beta process and the rough points. The thing here is that except for maybe a handful of features, Yosemite works on the same Macs that supported Mavericks and Mountain Lion. That's a pretty good thing. Yes, the backward compatibility is good, but it looks like some of these features may not be backward compatible on all earlier devices. We can always argue about Apple's decision, but they're forward-looking. They can't omit a feature because older computers don't have it. Because no, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not ragging on them for it. I'm just saying That's the fact. That, may be, yeah, that may be why I haven't been able to hand off so far. I have to hand this off to our sponsors. We have Bob Levitas. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Now Live.
first came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. At 30dayfoodsupply.com, you can now purchase a -a one-of-a-kind product not available anywhere else. A meatless burger dry mix in four delicious flavors. With our new Oregon Trail Foods vegan burgers, all you do is add water and fry. They need no refrigeration. They're packaged in Mylar bags with an oxygen absorber for a long shelf life. They're non-GMO. They're gluten, soy, nut, and chemical-free, but they're loaded with flavor. And a good source of carbs and protein, yet low in sodium. Flavors include Italian, spicy Mexican, six vegetable and black bean olive go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010 and order today eat them every day take them camping or save them for an emergency check them out at 30dayfoodsupply.com and click on the vegan burger icon that's 30dayfoodsupply.com where all of our products are produced in oregon by oregon trail foods 30dayfoodsupply.com The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body 
body healing itself with the aid of HB Extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit HBExtract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to HBExtract.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. What a great segue that was, I have to admit. I know. We try. We try to do the best segues in the business because we don't write them down. They're spontaneous and based on what people say. All right. So for the most part, though, we have older Macs that are capable of running OS ten Yosemite. You have a older, what, a MacBook Pro over there? Yeah. Older uh, MacBook Pro, 2009 or so. That's older than the one I have. Yeah. And- I also have a new one, a 2012 or 2013. And it's got the low power thingy. So later on, you will try that out and you will tell us how well it works. Right, because I'd have to reboot and that would disconnect me from you. Well, get in line. (laughs) Well, I'll do it soon, but not right away. All right, we'll forgive you for that. Of the features you've worked with with Yosemite, what do you think is most compelling? You know, I can't answer that. Um, I, I... was on a cruise. I was on the MacMania cruise to England for the last 25 days. And so I've, I've spent very little time. I'm about to sit down and start working on the outline for the next edition of uh, Mac OS 10 for dummies. But I don't really know what features I like yet. I think I like the new browser. It's very streamlined, uh, but I'm still getting used to not having all that stuff right on the screen at my fingertips. Well, I think also you don't have a traditional title bar in the browser. So someone has an elaborate title bar, not just the name of the site, but maybe some kind of advertising pitch or motto, you no longer see it. Now that might be a benefit. (laughs) We'll see. Well, I mean, for example... So I might have for our paranormal radio show, the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I can't do it because people with Yosemite will not see it. Hmm. Well, like you said earlier, it is a early beta and there is um, certainly a good chance that that will change before it ships. Because I know there's a lot of controversy about taking the title out of that bar at the top of the window. And while I could see the argument for doing it in some cases, like calendar app, where it's pretty obvious you're looking at your calendar. um, But in the browser, it doesn't really, I don't think it's an advance. I don't think it's an improvement. Maybe it is. You know, again, uh, it's hard to talk about this stuff because you know it's going to change. So hopefully Apple will get the message there and maybe modify the browser to look a little bit better. 
Now, what about the new Spotlight Search, which is much more all-encompassing? Now, this kind of sounds like Sherlock on or steroids. A, or a launch bar or Alfred. Yes. Um, you know, for me, it's kind of like, well, yeah, because every power user I know uses launch bar or Alfred. And Apple gets that a lot of that functionality is very desirable for everybody. Not necessarily all of the tweaky stuff you can do with those apps, but just the slapping the space bar to open just about anything with maybe two or three keystrokes. I think that's a, a good a good thing to be shooting for. And you know, while I don't know that I'm going to give up Launch Bar, uh, I think for a lot of people it's going to be real eye opener that everything they might think of that they would want to see on their screen is only a few keystrokes away now. There's no more remembering where it is or what it is, you know, type a few words and you'll find more, more links than you could ever imagine. Also, it's interesting how Apple is busy dumping Google here, there, and everywhere. That'd be a good title for a Beatles song. But yes, I, I could see that. Um, they are definitely jettisoning Google at every turn that they can. They got rid of them in Maps a long time ago. They're uh, phasing them out in the Finder interface. And I noticed that uh, you can now choose from a couple of other search engines. Uh, you could always choose something before, but nobody ever did. But now one of the choices is DuckDuckGo, which I find kind of interesting. Tell our listeners about DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo is a search engine that apparently uh, maintains no tracking information on your searches. So unlike Google, they don't care what you searched for. They're not tracking it. Um, they're not putting it into your profile, and they're not serving you ads based on that or anything else. They are just plain old search engine that doesn't track your searches. All right. Now, one of the things here that you worry about here, though, is if DuckDuckGo isn't tracking you and isn't giving you targeted ads, how do they pay for themselves? I heard that it was just some real rich dude that, like, believes in privacy and stuff, but who knows? They must have some, some way to monetize. Or maybe there's an advertising market for people who don't want to use Google, you know? I have it up in the screen now because you can get, you can just go to DuckDuckGo.com or you can add it as an extension for Safari and Firefox and Chrome and everything. And I'm looking at it right now. And what I see that's interesting is that it's got an infinite page. You know what I mean by an infinite page? That means that as you scroll down, it just loads more material until it reaches a point where it says no more results. But I don't see any ads. Let me try another one here. I'm going to look for myself in DuckDuckGo, which may be the biggest mistake of my life. And I'm seeing it here. And again, it's an infinite page. Do you like the infinite pages? You know what I mean, where the page keeps yeah. loading. So as you scroll down, it keeps adding more and more content until it's just a thousand pages long. Sometimes I try to spin my uh, mouse wheel faster than it's adding stuff to see if I can get to the bottom before it. But other than that, I kind of find it annoying. I'd rather see next page, you know, little page numbers. 
Sometimes I like to jump deep into the search and grab something out of the middle rather than, you know, the stuff that's on the first couple pages. Now they Just do have a variety. Set, they do have a setting. And I'm seeing if it covers anything about the infinite display. And it's got privacy, it's got layout. Let's see if that does it here. Advertisements, they do have advertising, but it's just, I don't know. And then they have on and scrolling for the header. Page numbers are off. And maybe so that will page help numbers me. on, yeah. Maybe I'm going to try pages. that right now. Okay, save settings. Okay, I just saved the settings, and now we'll go search something again. So let's search the Paracast. And now let's see if the page... Okay, it shows page numbers, but it's still infinite scrolling. Okay. All right, so we know we can't get rid of that. And we're not going to get rid of Bob Dr. Maclevitis, but we will pause for a couple of minutes for our benefactors to have their say. How about that? I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Headlines, suspensions, FCC investigations. That's man cow for you. Hear him here. GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV what good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. 
protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. There are many things the human body can do very well, but maintaining the proper pH level isn't always one of them. That's where AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops can make a world of difference. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps your body do what's natural. Just a few drops a day helps rid your body of harmful waste and acid while promoting health and restoring vibrance and energy. Alkalizing boosts your immune system and can help fight headaches, irritability, cramping, and insomnia. Alkalizing also helps the body fight depression and even bone loss. To learn more about the importance of alkalizing and how you can find life-changing and vital balance, please visit AlkaVision's brand new website at AlkaVision.com. Same great products, but now easier to use and more informative than ever before. To get your very own plasma pH drops for just $29.95, call 800-518-7615 or visit AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Alkalize your body and supercharge your health at the new AlkaVision.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Bob Dr. Mac Levitis, and he, of course, is going to be writing a book called OS 10 Yosemite for Dummies, right? Yes, sir. It will be out probably October, November, after Yosemite ships. Am I right so far? Yeah, as far as I know. I mean, I, I can't give you a ship date any more than Apple's given you a ship date. Now, there are some who are suggesting that Apple must release iOS 8 and Yosemite at the same time because they are so linked so closely. What do you think? I suspect, yeah, I suspect either they'll ship the same time or they'll ship very, very close to each other uh, if they don't ship the same exact day. This is because of continuity and handoff. Yeah, I think you want all those things all at once. And therefore, they will hopefully be out the same time. They are doing the pre-releases at the same day. Is there a new, is there a new uh, iOS? I guess there is because there's a new Yosemite. Yes, there is. Now you're doing iOS too, right? Yeah. Yeah, iPhone and iPad for dummies. I'm doing them all. I always ask, is there a book called Dummies for Dummies? Yes. No. Mental Health for Dummies. Well, that would have to be a pretty long book. Yeah. Just about me. It would be like 100,000 pages. About Bob Levitis, I don't know, 30, 40? Yeah, if that many iOS 8, what do you think is the most compelling feature there? Handoff. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think the idea that your devices, I, the whole idea of 
keeping everything available on all your devices, no matter what you're doing, makes sense to me because I'm always grabbing, uh, always grabbing one device or another based on what I'm doing. It would be nice if everything you know, transferred over. Stuff that I started on one device was waiting for me on the next device when I picked it up. And that's going to be a pleasure because managing data on iOS devices has not been pleasant so far with no file system. Well, they're sort of going to have a file system with support for this iCloud drive. iCloud drive is an unknown quantity at this point. It could be awesome um, because it you know, I mean, do you use Dropbox? Rarely. No, I use Dropbox for a lot of stuff. I've got 20 gigabytes of free storage. So um, I keep a lot of things up there, and it's really convenient because it makes it available on all my iDevices, always in the same place. But it should be nice if, you know, a half-written email or a text I started in the car or reminders that I start writing and don't finish. I, I can, you know, go to a different device and finish them there, and that, to me, makes total sense. I can't wait to be doing that. That'll be so much fun. Now, understand here, I do not presume to say that Bob starts text in his car when he's a driver. He's just a passenger, right? Right. I hope. Right. Or he's at a stoplight or something. No, I do it with voice. When I'm in the car, I usually use voice commands. All right. Works pretty well. Yes, it does. Okay, so I will let you get away with that. Well, thanks. All right, let's continue with iOS 8. HealthKit, HomeKit. Hmm, do you see a potential there that would interest you? Both, but you know, they're both very young initiatives at this point. I'm very interested to see what they do in the health space. I suspect uh, the iWatch is going to become a reality. I think that's a real thing. But, you know, you never know with Apple. Well, the iWatch, that's interesting here, too. We can go into that. Supposedly, they've hired people from Nike. They've hired people from the fashion industry. They're not hiring these people just to write paychecks. Yes, that's true. I think that this is a big thing. You know, I think this is going to be not just a product, but many products across... uh, both the health and the uh, extending your other devices, you know? Because I think one of the great things about any kind of iWatch device is going to be notifications without taking your phone out. Be able to tell if you got a text and who it's from, things like that, without pulling out your phone. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be very neat. Now, one of the things I worried about here in these smart watches, the ones that you have out now, is that they are basically dead to the world if you don't have your smartphone linked with them. So does Apple have to do something that it does some functions without need for an iPhone or an iPad? I, I think it's got to be a standalone device, but I think that its functionality will be you know, very limited if it is. I think uh, most people will have another Apple device that they'll use it in, in conjunction with. We'll see. You know, we don't know yet. I always hate to make predictions because I'm always wrong. And people play them for me after, you know, like a year from now. Hey, remember what you said about the iWatch? Things like that. What do you think is the worst mistake you ever made with a prediction? Most of my predictions never come to pass. Except when I suggested 
that Mavericks would be free. That was a winner. I didn't have that one. I uh, actually was taken by surprise. On our other radio show, we have you taken by UFOs. Yes, I was taken by UFOs on your other radio show. No, Indeed. He no, he wasn't. What do you think you're really right on in terms of predictions? What do you think that it's inevitable this has got to be true? I think the iWatch, you know, I think at this point it's, it's almost a given that Apple is doing a wearable. And that it wouldn't be a watch would be a surprise, but Apple's been known to do that, so, you know, it could still happen. We'll have to see. Well, Apple has promised multiple new product lines, not one. It's not just an iWatch has to be something else. It can't just be an Apple TV because that's an existing product line. It would be a refresh, no matter how drastic. So what else does Apple do? Uh... The Apple Game Console? I don't think so. That would just be Apple TV that, with, that, the, I with think the controller. That, I think that boat has already sailed. I do. I think uh, the gaming console is you know, coming to the end of its life expectancy for, for good reason. We have other better ways to... Uh, I think we have other better ways to play games. I think that you know, the whole uh, console gaming experience is pretty much being replaced by... Uh, gaming on your iPad and iPhone. And of course, uh, that's only going to get better as the processors and graphics get better and faster. So, you know, while it's not the same exact experience, I wonder uh, how many, how many more times people are going to pony up for a new, uh, a new console, you know, they're expensive and the games are expensive. I think people are getting uh, very used to much less expensive gaming on, on, more versatile devices. So I don't know what place there is for gaming consoles 10 years out. Well, we, we see, for example, the new Metal feature in iOS 8, working with the A7 processor and its successors, where they're giving you much more graphics horsepower and four major gaming ventures signed up on the day of... Apple's WWDC. They had already signed up, agreed to produce products for it. So isn't that telling us if the major gaming companies are getting aboard with this technology that they also see a big sea change in that industry? Well, it'll be interesting to see if there's, you know, if if we get, I guess they're on fifth generation, if there is a PS5 or a Xbox 5. I don't know, you know. I mean, they still they still generate amazing numbers uh, in game sales, like you know, multi hundreds of millions of dollars for some of the titles, and and I don't think that'll go away, you know, immediately. But I do think uh, the hardcore gaming person is uh, is becoming more and more likely to uh, do their gaming on another device, like an iPad or a personal computer, even. Becoming an endangered species, not like so. us. I we, think so. We have Bob Dr. McLevitis back for one more segment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting. 
and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. If you need to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, thank you, or simply I'm thinking of you, ProFlowers.com is the key. ProFlowers has stunning bouquets, like the best-selling 100 blooms for $19.99. Plus, ProFlowers will include a glass vase for free. Sending someone a wonderful surprise of beautiful flowers sent fresh from the field is easy. Choose the bouquet you like, pick the delivery date, and each order is 100% guaranteed. Plus, all bouquets from ProFlowers are guaranteed to last at least seven full days. Beautiful, fragrant flowers, picked fresh and sent to your loved one for lasting enjoyment. To get this incredible savings and send someone 100 gorgeous blooms with a free vase for $19.99, go to ProFlowers.com, click the blue microphone in the top right corner, and enter code PLOW. That's ProFlowers.com. Click the mic and enter code P-L-O-W. Moms of America, stand up and stop taking abuse from your kids. I pledge never to let my kid disrespect me ever again. I pledge to stop letting my daughter walk all over me. I pledge to stop living in fear of my son's anger. I pledge never to feel like a bad parent ever again. Because I'm not. I pledge to stop letting my child's behavior control my home. I pledge to be a mom with kids who listen. A total transformation mom. I'm Janet Lehman, co-creator of the Total Transformation Program. We created the Total Transformation to help parents with difficult child behavior. Now I'm giving it away free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. We'll let you keep it for free. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. Call now. Call 1-800-256-7795. That's 1-800-256-7795. I'm Dr. Bradley Keel, chiropractic physician in Blaine, Minnesota. At Corrective Care Chiropractic, we strive to restore and maintain health through natural methods, chiropractic to optimize nervous system function, and nutrition to supply the body with the raw materials needed for healing. Call 763-755-0100 or on the web at cccairo.com. We want to assist you in reaching your health and wellness goals. That's 763-755-0100 or cccairo.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live 
with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. On the Tech Night Out Live, we have Bob Dr. Maclevitis, who is fighting Time Warner Cable, who installed a new cable modem, and then we had really bad reception. We can do a whole show in 10 shows about hating your ISP. The problem is I've switched and there are no better ones, so... Well, and you're not in the area where they laid or are laying Google Fiber, are you? Yeah, they are, but like I said, I'm not sure I want my eggs in Google's basket either. That's true. And then Time Warner's going to be taken over, maybe, by Comcast. Could happen. Right. And then we have AT&T that's going to be doing some alleged major expansion once they take over DirecTV. We'll see. So where do we go? So the key here is that ultimately whether things like an iPad will supplant the gaming console on the long haul, maybe not tomorrow or you know next year, but maybe in a few years, people will not be using the traditional gaming consoles. I think not. I think the gaming consoles are... Um an endangered species, just like you said. Endangered. Not indentured, endangered. That's true. Not indentured. I don't even think they wear dentures. Well, they give you toothless grins. It's all about the monsters in the games and all that stuff. We won't get into that. But it's a pretty crazy subject. So what do you think here, as somebody who's observed Apple for long, long, long time, did I say a long time, all these people, and the stories that came out recently, first the New York Times, now the Wall Street Journal, kind of suggesting that maybe Tim Cook wasn't the man for the job. Uh, I don't know. You know, I think, uh, I think they may be underestimating Tim, but I don't know, you know? I just don't know. I, I think only time will tell if he's the right guy for the job, but I, I think he's better than a lot of uh, the ones we saw in the past. And certainly to- better than Mike Spindler, Gil Emilio, even probably better than Scully. Well, Gil Emilio was smart enough to know to buy next. That's true. Of course, he may have cemented his own departure. Oh, he absolutely CEO, did. But he absolutely did. But he made a move where Apple was in serious trouble, and by making that move, he saved Apple, even if it didn't save his job. Well, I think he saved Apple, but then he also uh, was the one that signed the agreements to enable uh, cloning. So. He put them in. He put them in that bad place too, right? Well, cloning, you know, it probably might have been a good idea early on, maybe. <laughs> but by the time Apple did it, it was way too late. Well, yeah, I think uh, you know, lightning only strikes once, and I think Microsoft caught that wave a long time ago, and licensing your operating system has. I think uh, not proven to be an effective strategy in this day and age. How about that? 
That's a good one. I can go for that. It took a long time to emerge, but I can go along for that. Definitely. Let's look at some fearless predictions since you like to say wrong predictions. Okay. iPhone 6. We assume it's going to be an iPhone 6. Yes. Okay. iPhone 6, two versions, 4.7 inches, 5.5, as all the speculation is hinting? I think so. Why would Apple get into the phablet game? Is it because of sales in Asia? I think, you know, I think if you look at the market, there's definitely a consumer that wants a bigger screen. And if Apple doesn't offer it, that consumer will go to another uh, platform. And I think Apple needs to be playing in that space. This is not politics. It's just sales and marketing. Go where the demand is. Okay. Right. So is that a kicking and screaming kind of choice? Or is this something they've had in back of their minds even from earlier days? Let's see where it goes with larger screens. I think, uh, I think earlier on, Apple resisted going to the larger screen thinking it was like a fad or something. Uh, oh, they can call it a fadlet. That's a good name. A fadlet. The tablet fadlet. You like that, huh? No, yeah. it doesn't. No, it's okay. It wasn't bad. Didn't totally stink. That's damning with faint praise. That's true. All right. So Apple's going that way. Okay. We believe there will be an iWatch of some kind of capability. All right. But because Intel is having problems with the Broadwell chips, I don't expect to see much in the way of Mac updates this year because of that. Maybe something slightly more powerful with existing chips, maybe slightly cheaper. Am I you in never the wrong know. Place? No, you never know. You know, with Apple, there could be a whole new product line we're we're not seeing that'll be introduced later this year. I don't think Apple. Uh, I, I think there's still a lot of people working on Macintosh stuff, and I think maybe we will see uh, an innovative product in that space this year. You know, Microsoft's been tinkering around with tablets that are kind of like laptops, and I think Apple might give that a spin. We'll see. Well, so far, that scheme hasn't worked very well. Well, of course, it hasn't worked very well because Microsoft is Microsoft. You know, they don't own the whole widget. They only own the operating system part. And that's a problem. You know, that's a problem that Apple has a leg up on. So if there's going to be a convertible notebook tablet, Apple would know how to do it. That's exactly right. If it can be done... Apple will do it better than Microsoft's been doing it, as far as I can tell. I mean, I went and looked at that thing, and it didn't uh, resonate with me at all. The Surface 3? Yeah. Just didn't, didn't make any sense to me. Well, it's no cheaper than a MacBook Air. Yeah, you want to get a keyboard, touch, it's more expensive. And the touchscreen doesn't work with lots of stuff, including Office. You know, it's like the Office stuff isn't touch-enabled. I, I, I don't get it. The only office that's touch-enabled is Office for the iPad, iPad, right. And that's a pretty good one. You wonder, why can't Microsoft do that? Well, maybe because it's harder to do it right for their own platform. Isn't that cool? Well, their own platform, they don't control the hardware, so it is, you know, a lot harder for them. Well, they certainly control the hardware on the Surface 3. That's their product. Well, yes, but they don't control it anywhere else, and the operating system... I guess, is forking, 
because there must be a version that runs on non-touchscreen stuff. But I don't think, you know, they can't guarantee that Windows, whatever, what's the new Windows 8? Windows 8? 8. They can't guarantee, yeah, they can't guarantee that anything about the hardware that it's going to run on. So, again, it's a compromise that Apple doesn't have to make, the kind of compromise Apple never has to make or usually doesn't have to make because they own the whole darn widget. Fast question, last one. Does that mean Apple has an incentive to move Macs to ARM? I don't know, you know. Uh, I think Apple tried going that route with a PowerPC chip, and I don't know that they're, you know, I don't know that they're ready to undertake that responsibility. And, you know, it's a massive undertaking to do your own chip or to change chips. So I don't, I don't know, you know, but I'm not privy to what's going on in the labs in Cupertino. If they've got it up and running on an ARM chip and it runs great, maybe they will. I mean, maybe it's time to tell Intel to take a hike. Before we tell Bob Levitas to take a hike, tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. BobLevitas.tv boblevitas.com You can find us on Twitter where we're known as Tech Night Owl. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Look for Gene Steinberg on Facebook. And if he has the plaid shirt, more than likely, he's me. We have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this weekend at Paracast.com on the Paracast, we'll be exploring conspiracy theories. Yes. But here on the Tech Night Owl Live, Bob Levitas, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, Gene. We'll see you soon. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.